Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, February 12th, 2019. I'm Steve Peasley, and I want to thank you for joining me today. Now, whether you're a regular listener or new to the program, you know, we, uh, we have a very serious objective on this show, and that is to make you a better investor, to, to get you to earn the financial freedom that you want, whatever that means to you, whatever that financial freedom term means means to you it means different things to different people so you know it's hard for me just to say you know overall what you need to have 10 million dollars to be financial free well in a sense that's true you need five to ten million dollars but you don't have to have that much to be financial free and that's going to be one of my talking points today becoming independent or retiring early means thinking about money differently that's going to be one of my talking points you have to think about money in a different way now, so everybody defines financial freedom differently, and we'll talk about that later. And this hour, I'm going to do my best to help you get there. And every hour I do the show, that's what it's all about, to, to teach you how markets work, how to invest money, how to grow it. And it's difficult. I, I'm not saying it's simple. It's not. But it can be done. We're live right now. 888-99-CHARTER is our number. We're always live from Monday through Friday, 4 to 5. But the phone number is on 25 hours a day, 7 days a week, 888-99-CHART. And you can call it anytime you want. Leave your questions and we promise to get back to you. Okay, let's look at some of the economic numbers and some of the stats out today. Small business confidence is now reported to be at its lowest point in two years. Small business confidence, lowest point in two years. So what does that mean? That means that they're worried. That's what that means. And, you know, we're kind of, you have to remember our economy is driven by the, by the consumer and the small business people are touching consumers every day. They know what the consumers are or are, are not buying from them. So that's interesting. That's an interesting thing, because all the all most of the other economic numbers look good. In November, November it goes all the way back to November. There were 7.3 million unfilled job openings. That's more than than there's people looking for jobs. Of course, the skills don't necessarily match up, but it's, it, we we very seldom have more jobs available than unfilled jobs available than labor people looking for jobs. Very unusual. A new Gallup poll has found that 69% of Americans say that they expect to be financially better off next year. This is important because as long as people feel confident about their situation, they will continue to spend money. Back to the old consumer-driven economy. Remember, 70% of the GDP is consumer-driven. 70%. Last week, I briefly mentioned the prospect of new IPOs in 2019. While it's difficult to predict, you know, just how many new IPOs there will be, you know, um, the next mega stock, if any, I can highlight potentially 
interesting IPOs for Invest Talk listeners. Remember, I'm advocating you invest, you not invest in any specific IPO. I am not an IPO investor, and neither should be you be. I mentioned why you don't invest in IPOs. But if there's a lot of IPOs coming out, that tells you the stock market is pretty healthy. So is the economy. IPOs don't come out in a recession. They don't come out when the recession's looming. They don't come out when the stock market's very weak. They don't. Because it's scary and they don't want to do that. They want the IPO to be successful. Successful. Amazon is purchasing a company which makes fast routers. Amazon says buying Eero, E-E-R-O, Eero, will allow the company to help consumers better connect smart home devices. I'm not so convinced about those smart home devices. I don't know. I'm not sure how smart they are. You know, uh, uh, it's going to make Alexa compatible uh, with compatible with other gadgets easier, easier to be the compatibility with different things. So we'll see how that works. Last year, Amazon bought Roar, a Ring doorbell company. Uh, Amazon expecting to do two get a two billion tax credit from that. By the way. Uh, two billion tax credit from their new headquarters. Also, you know, it, it, it's always interesting. And remember, Amazon is huge, right? And they are growing very fast for such a huge company because they're getting into all, all kinds of different parts of the economy. It's just not, you know, it's just not selling you products and delivering it to your house. That's not. That's one thing. So Amazon's big and getting bigger. We'll see. Now, as you can tell, there's there's you know a lot of interesting market news that come out every day, and that's one of, one of the things I really love about my, my job. By the way, I get to read about these market news things, and I because it's interesting, and then I, I get the, the it's, I have I have to read it for work. Isn't that a great thing? I have to read this stuff for work. Anyways, so if you you can if you have any questions, now's the time to ask them. So let's go ahead and grab one of those anytime listener line questions. 888-99-CHART. Yes, my name is Jared. I'm calling from Savannah, Georgia. I listen online. My question is, you guys are always talking about there's a price range that a certain stock should be trading between. It should be trading, say, between $30, $35, and it's trading at, say, $34 right now. I was just curious. How do you guys come up with the price range that it should be trading in? All right, thank you. Bye, later. Well, I could just say years and years of experience... But, you know, and, and part of that is true, but we also have software that helps us. And the software that we use don't give us target target prices for stocks, even though there, are, there is software out there that does do that. I just noticed that those are generally wrong. But, yeah, we, t- we look at the earnings, the, 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 the earnings per share, the growth rate, the industry that it's in, and we will factor in our mind a P.E. ratio that this stock should be selling at and take a look at next year's earnings. I said, okay, it, you know, the, the range is going to be this to this because that's what they has been selling at in that P.E. range in the past, and they're growing this, the same as they were five years ago or not. You know, it's a high growth industry or a slow growth industry. So slow growth industries, we give them a much less PE range than a high growth industry. And it's really those kind of things. There are some, you know, there's some quick and dirty methods to figure out a value of a company. One of them is taking the earnings per share next year and multiply it times the growth rate. That could give you a target price. 
that usually works great on middle-sized companies, not very good on big companies, big cap, and not very good on very small cap companies. But in middle-sized companies, big caps, that method of earnings per share times a growth rate works pretty decently. But then again, it depends on the sector too. Then the second, second, second way is what, are the, what is the low PE ratio in the last five years and what's the high PE ratio in the last five years for that company? If most things are staying the same, in other words, growth rates and earnings are going steadily up, then you can take next year's earnings and multiply it times the low of the PE and the high of the PE and that'll give you a range. So those, just, those, those are quick and dirty methods and by the way, I use those when I'm, people ask me uh, how much is a stock worth. I'm using that method too. Most of it is just done quickly in your head, you know, because you've done it a million times. You know, so that's the way you do it. You listen to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I want to let you know that I have set a new date for my next round of no-cost portfolio review consultation in San Jose. I'm going to be there Wednesday, March 13th. Wednesday, March 13th, a little, a one a month from today. So we'll talk more about that later. But space is limited, so you got to register at investtalk.com, everybody. And now I'm taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. The daily market news and analysis program dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. And if you've been following the market swings, you understand how important it is to have Steve and Justin's unbiased guidance. Right now, you can get your questions answered live. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278, our main talking point today. The one thing most people likely to cause your financial ruin, the one, the, the one thing most likely to cause your financial ruin, what do you think that might be? More than two and three bankruptcies are caused by medical problems, even with people with health insurance. So I'm going to look into that story today. How about becoming independent or retiring early means that you have to think about money differently. And what do I mean by that? Well, I'm going to discuss it. And stock market may be in for a rude awakening as earnings growth hits a wall this year. That's what a strategist is warning us about. They're saying earnings growth is going to come almost to complete stop. Now, try to remember, we're talking about earnings growth. Not earnings. Earnings are still going to go up. There's still going to be earnings. It's just not going to grow or grow very slowly. And finally, did you read about this? Chicago financial advisor stole like $65 million in a 10-year crime spree. The feds got him. So this guy is a financial advisor. How can he steal that kind of money? And it's mostly from one client. Uh, I'm going to talk about how that happened. And I'm going to have to say it is based on the stupidity of the client. See, it's your money. You're, you're in charge of your money. Well, we'll get to that. I don't want to give away what I'm talking about. But 
Anyways, those are the talking points. What do you want to talk about? Anything you want to talk about, as long as it's financial, we'll discuss it. So let's grab another call. This caller came in on 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Pat from West Des Moines calling. I was interested in a stock AQN, Algonquin Power, based out of Canada. Looks like it has a decent dividend, and I was wondering if it's a good long-term buy. Thanks. Okay, AQN. That's the symbol, everybody. AQN. Okay, so this is Alconkin Power and Utility. Canadian-based company operates a uh, portfolio of renewable power generation companies. Uh, so, it's a $4.7 billion company. It makes money. It's made money for some time. It's going to make 64... It made... Yeah, it's going to make 64 cents for 2018. We haven't got the earnings yet. And that's a penny less than the year before. And next year, it's going to make 66 cents per share. So, there's certainly not much growth. Okay, so you don't you don't buy this company for the growth. You're going to buy it for the dividend. And utilities are like that in general. 4.7% dividend is what it pays. The return on equity is kind of low, 9%. That's not, not unusual for a renewable power generating company because they don't have high return on equities. And, and in fact, most utilities don't have a high return on equities necessarily. It's still growing its sales, but you know the most recent quarter was four percent. Year ago, they were doing growing the sales much better, so it looks like it's maturing a little bit here. So you wait for a good a price. The stock is ten dollars and ninety two cents. They're going to make sixty six cents next year. So what is that? Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen p. And that's not cheap, not expensive, but not cheap for a utility. If it would be cheap, it would be 10 to 13 amount of P.E. ratio. Well, 10 P.E. means $6.60. Yeah. So, 13 P.E. means, what, uh, 8 $9. So, it's not cheap, but it's not overexpensive either. But if you're buying it for, you, for the uh, yield, 4.7%, it's fine. If it could pick up its growth, its sales growth, that would give it that $10.92 a share stock price look much better but it's got to pick up growth for that you're listening to invest talk i'm steve peasley and i want to thank you for making this program part of your routine jess and i do our very best to make it interesting and instructive for you you can call us i'm, not, I'm taking our all the questions that you want to ask financial questions that is 888-99-CHART This is Invest Talk, the KPP premium newsletter distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays, provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Okay, our main talking point today, the one thing most likely to cause your financial ruin, and that's health care, cost of an unexpected injury, sickness, or health care. First of all, do you know that it costs about $28,000? Let's see, I'm going to make sure I get that number right. Yeah, $28,166 a year for the average family of four for health care. And it goes up $100 a month on average. $100 a month. So, 
it's very expensive. If you don't have health care, your employer provides it. You can see how much, you know, money it's costing them. They pay, they're paying that money, or portion, big portion of it for you. And this is not including all the co-pays and deductibles and all those policy fine print that you and I don't know anything about. I have had this personal experience. My wife got bit by a dog pretty badly, two dogs actually, a year or so ago on both her ankles. And I'm still paying medical bills. I'm still paying them, and I had really good coverage. And I, I probably put out ten grand uh, out of my pocket over over the course of this recovery. She's been recovered for six months, but I'm still getting these little, you know, medical bills. I'm thinking, huh? You know, I, I have insurance, so that I have personal experience of this. You know, you get hurt or injured or sick. There's going to be a lot of co-pays that you're not going to know about. The insurance company tells you, oh, we're covered, that's covered, that's covered. All that is covered. Sure. It's covered for the amount that they say they will pay. And if the doctor or the hospital charges more, well, that has to come from you. Because they'll pay up to a million dollars for your injury. But there's going to be your deductible. Oh, and you got a co-pay here. And we only pay 500 of this $700 bill because that's all we allow. But the, the, the hospital and the doctor don't care. They still bill you the $700. Your, your insurance company pays 500 and you have 200 out of your pocket. I used to say, and I have to change it now. I used to say once you retire, you have to have about $250,000 set aside for medical costs. Until you die. Well, now the number is 280,000. I can't say 250 anymore. 280,000 in today's dollars for mental expenses in retirement does not include long term care, everybody, just medical expenses for acne, sickness, and disease. Now, I do want to make it clear that the bulk of that 280,000 will probably be paid out at, at or near the end of life when you're hospitalized or whatever. You know, that's where the bulk of that money is paid out. But you're still going to need money. Still going to need it, unfortunately. So plan on that. If you want to retire, you got to plan on that expensive. Let's go to Alex, Ray Fremont. How are you doing, Alex? Hi, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I heard the other day a term somebody was throwing around, uh, a tactical uh, uh, finance, tactical investing, and what they do, they get uh, different, what they call sleeves of managers, and uh, they add them all together in order to reduce your risk. Yeah. Is there anything like that, or yeah, is this yeah. a more mumbo-jumbo sales pitch? <laughs> it's, it's the mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> tactical investments. Yeah, I, I, every so often they come out with these new terms that really don't mean a lot. You know, it, it, you know, there's there's sometimes they come out with stuff that it makes sense, but tactical investment is no different than it's just a term that they get to define what it means and they get to push it as a definition and a way to do things, and it's really meaningless to you. You, you know, you want to make money based on your personal. You know, how much risk you want to take and over what period of time and how to do that, how to make that money with those parameters is individual, you. What, what can we do for you? Uh, how much risk you want to take? You know, the way, you know, the, you can have a 20 managers or one or you can do it, you can even do robo-investing or you can do, you know, uh, index investing. Whatever you're comfortable with, as long as you understand how it works, you're fine. 
I'm not saying tactical investment won't work. I'm just saying it's just a mumbo-jumbo term to try to get you to listen and send, send them your money. Right. So don't don't fall in love. Thank okay? You. Don't fall in love with it. No problem, Alex. Appreciate the call. 888-99-CHART. Here's a waste reserves are assets that insurance companies set aside per state law to mitigate the risk of declines in the value of investments they hold. Okay, so an insurance company has a billion dollars. They invest that money, okay? Now, they, the, the trick with insurance companies is if they bring in dollars worth of premium, they generally have to pay out a dollars worth of losses for whatever claims or whatever. If they have a, make an underwriting profit, that means they pay, bring in a dollar's worth of premium and they pay less than the dollar in losses. But usually it's pretty darn close. Sometimes it's more. That's not a problem because they get to hold on to that money for a period of time. But in state insurance departments guarantee, they have a guarantee fund. So they want to make sure the companies don't go under. So they make sure that they make them reserve money, set money aside and insure, almost like insuring themselves. Remember, I was in the insurance business. I know how this works pretty clearly. Insurance companies protect themselves in many different ways. And that's one of them. Tomorrow on Invest Talk, during January, professional investment. Well, gee, I'm out of time, aren't I? 888 chart is our number. Give us a call. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call Invest Talk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go to research tool? Y Charts. It's a cloud based financial research platform. It is indispensable. YCharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use YCharts every day. YCharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YChart has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bloomberg Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious. Get YCharts. Steve and Justin are always grateful when you make InvestTalk a part of your daily routine. And their unbiased guidance can be an invaluable aid to your efforts at building a strong portfolio. The phone lines are open. Steve is here and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Meet in San Jose. How are you doing, Meet? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Thanks for taking my call. 
have a question You're about welcome. Grubhub, G-R-U-B. Is it a good entry point? Mm-hmm. And number two, does the company has good growth potential? Okay, I can answer those two questions with those two questions with yes. This is a good entry point, and yes, it has a lot really good growth, forty to fifty percent sales growth every quarter. And next year, earnings growth is going to be fifty one percent after shrinking this year by twelve. Now, the answer you didn't the question didn't ask, which I think I need to bring up, is it is an expensive stock. I mean, so okay. don't think that just because it's a good buy point and just because it has really good growth that it's not that it's cheap. No, it's not. It's expensive. So you just have to have your eyes open that, yeah, I'm buying it because this is a good buy point. Therefore, it has lots of support around 70 and it's right now 79 and it's been moving up off of that 70 for the last month and a half. OK, almost two months, really. So it's moving up. Now, it's going to make $2.20 next year, and it's a $79 stock. So that means that you're looking at a 25, 30 PE, 30, no, not more than that. 30, 30 is 60. So probably more like uh, almost 40 PE. So it's expensive. But with that kind of growth, it might deserve to be expensive for me. It might might be okay because it's growing so fast. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. There's appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Amit. I appreciate it. Grubhub, G-R-U-B is the symbol. It's a $7.2 billion company. So, people, I hope you got that. There's a difference between is it a good buy point? Well, that's looking at a chart. And then a chart is saying to me, yeah, that looks like a good buy point. And then is, is it, is it, is it, is it, is it, it, uh, I think the second question was the growth still good? Yes, growth is still very good. 40, 50% sales growth per quarter. But you didn't ask, but the other question you should ask is what's the valuation? Why do I want to know valuation? Well, because if it's really super expensive, any hiccup in the sales growth will make the stock fall really fast. So you got to be really careful. Okay. Now, becoming independent or retiring early means thinking about money differently. Not about what you can spend with it, not what you can spend it on, but rather what it can earn for you. See, when people make money, you make money, you know I got to pay rent and I got to pay groceries and I got to pay this and I got to pay that. And I use the word got to. I got to pay these things. Well, a lot of times is you don't have to. Why don't you look at money this way? Here's what I have to pay for, and here's what I want to pay for, and all those things I want to pay for could actually be, why don't I save that money and invest it? So every dime has the potential, every dime you make has the potential to be spent or given to someone else, right? You spend it, you give it to someone else, or... You can invest it to make more dimes for you. So look at money as an asset in in and of itself. And what do I have to do with my assets? Well, this asset, I would love for this asset to make me more assets, but I can't if I overspend. I spend it on stuff. I give my money to other people. So why are you so anxious to give your money to other people? I mean, I'll tell you who loves to take your money. Starbucks, they love to take your money. Go there every day. 
go there two, three times a day. They'll love it. So you're giving them your money. How about making your own coffee, take the difference, and invest it? How much money do you think that would add up to? <laughs> See, just you got to start thinking about it differently. Think about every time you you know, go out to dinner and have a drink. The alcohol is my biggest biggest beef at restaurants. They charge you so much. And every time you do that, I mean, you know, you have two or three drinks and now a night out with your friends and then you're spending, you know, 50 bucks. 50 bucks? When you could put that 50 bucks in your IRA. <laughs> you see, if you want to retire early or if you want to, you know, want to get to a point where you have quote unquote financial freedom, you got to start thinking about money differently. And the way to do it is stop thinking about what you can spend with it and think about what it can earn for you. What can that hundred dollars earn for me? You know, it can earn you something. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I understand that many investors can experience fear when they're unsure of how much portfolio money to risk. And that depending, there's, depend, there's lots of factors involved with that. Uh, much of it is, how close are you to retirement? How much should you be risking when you're close to retirement? Do you have that idea how much that is in your head? Do you know how much risk you're taking in your portfolio or how much risk you're comfortable with? Well, we have a risk questionnaire that I answer that on investtalk.com. It's just a few questions about how much risk and reward you want. How much would you risk to get this reward? And how much reward do you want for how much you're risking? And there's that kind of questions. And you get to decide. Then it tells me, is your score. So to take this little risk questionnaire, you go to investtalk.com. Investtalk.com, it's free. And take the free risk questionnaire. Investtalk.com, everybody. Our show is well underway. We're way past halftime, so uh, we still have time for your question. So give us a call, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they describe their services as independent thinking, shared success. And Invest Talk listeners and KPP clients alike are invited to take advantage of the many products and services of KPP Financial. For example, the Invest Talk radio program and its podcast replays, the new online training experience, Invest Talk Academy, the KPP Premium Newsletter, distributed each Friday, and the next no cost portfolio review opportunity with Steve Peasley. Yes, Steve will be returning to San Jose, California on Wednesday, March 13th to meet with Invest Talk listeners who understand the value of having a focused portfolio strategy. If you register and then make time to sit down with Steve, he can very likely show you how to maximize your investment performance. These are free consultations, but space is limited. So get started now at investtalk.com. 888-99 chart. Let's talk to Chris in Walnut Creek. How you doing, Chris? You want to talk about this Pattern Energy Company? Yes, how you doing, Steve? Good. Oh, uh, I just want to Go say ahead. thanks for the show. I really appreciate it. So I've been watching this stock for the last few months. Um, it's been in my watch list. What do you think? Is that dividend sustainable? 
Well, let's see. Um, it hadn't made money until this 2018. This company is called Pattern Energy Group, everybody. P-E-G-I. P-E-G-I. Owns interest in 10... Now, owns interests in 10 wind power products in the United States, Canada, Chile, with an owned capacity of 2.9 megawatts. Okay, so it owns the interest. It doesn't own the power generation facilities. It owns the money it generates, okay? So it might own 50% of each one of those power generation that that they pick. It, you have to read all, find out what it is. Um so they made money in 2018. Well, the estimate I'm, I'm, is still an estimate. We haven't got the number. And this will be the first year they make money. It's $1.63. In 2019, they're going to make $0.52 cents a share. It's going to go from 65, what, 68% down. So they're paying 8% as a dividend yield on a $21 stock. And that's about, what, $1.65 or so? Well... How are they doing that? If they made a dollar sixty-three in that 2018, and they're only going to make fifty-two cents in 2019, how are they going to make? How are they going to pay a dollar sixty-five or so if the yield is eight percent? They can't. The way they do it is they can borrow money and and lend and pay you the money in a dividend. So uh, I would not rely, Chris, on this dividend of eight percent. They'll probably pay a dividend. I mean that kind of what the company is going to be doing, paying the dividends. But I don't know if they can maintain an 8% dividend unless their earnings go higher. And remember, this is the first, okay. well, first year in many years that they actually made money. So don't get too excited about it. If you're going to buy it, wait for a pullback. This company is on a chart has had higher highs and higher lows for over a year. And right now it's at its high. I would wait for it to go down to about 18 dollars a share maybe 18 19 i know that's not a lot but that's about a 10 to 15 percent pullback that would be a much better mm-hmm. buy so i probably okay. keep your eye on All it right. but wait buy it when it buy it when it dips not at it high okay All right, chris thank thanks you, for the call thank you 888-99-CHART 888-992-4278 Okay, the stock market may be in a rude awakening, rude awakening as an earnings growth hits a wall. That's a strategist who's predicting that. This is a, a Morgan Stanley. Whenever I quote this kind of stats, it's always somebody famous or someone who is uh, well-known or works for a very large company and is one of the leaders of that company in their investment department that I'm quoting. So this is uh, Mike Wilson, chief equity strategist at Morgan Stanley. Now, I will say this. Mike Wilson is kind of a bearish kind of guy. He's, he's always, he's just bearish. Okay, but he's saying that that they Morgan Stanley downgrading S&P 500 earnings per share growth this year to 1%. So, that's what they're saying, their earnings growth for the entire S&P 500. They downgraded that from 4.3%. Now, this was what would be called an earnings recession. He's predicting an earnings recession this year. Part of the problem is, is to have earnings growth were so spectacular in 2018 and 2000, part of 2017, that the comparison is going to be very, very difficult. 
So they're saying that, look, you know, if earnings growth goes only 1% in 2019, then when they start comparing year over year in 2020, then all of a sudden you're out of your earnings recession, unless you're actually in an economic recession, then it's a whole different ballpark. But see, because they're comparing it with one year ago, they're always doing that year over year over year. So he's saying, look out, we're not going to see much earnings growth this year. And that's why a lot of other of these kinds of experts are saying we may have seen the strength of the market for the whole year in just the first month and two weeks, six weeks. In other words, they think the market's not going to go up anymore. Now, they don't they try to remember, they're not saying it's going to go sideways the entire rest of the year. They're saying that you're going to have... Uh, spikes up and spikes down by the end of the year. You're not going to be anywhere different than we are right today. That's what they're saying. And that's what a lot of experts are telling us right now. And of course, I will remind you that all experts are quite often right, wrong, more wrong than they are right. Let's go to Lovegip, Lovegip and Santa Clara. Want to talk? How are you doing? Hey, are you there? Uh, Lovegip? Yes. I uh, love deep. Thank you. That's the way you hear it. Hey. Okay. Uh, so you you mentioned about uh, the stock Grubhub right now, and uh, there's a few things that uh-huh. you mentioned that I should be also looking for additional things. Uh, what are those additional things? Like uh, I know, so their PE ratio is uh, 96, uh, and I wanted to compare with uh, Nvidia, which is a uh, 20 ratio, 20.179. Is there anything else I should be looking okay. for? Uh, yeah, you want to look at the, the, the things you want to look at is return on equity. Ooh, well, what is happening there? You look at return on equity. You want to look at that number for Grubhub. It's twelve. You would like to uh, you look at the. Um, you want to look at the growth of profit margins or margins. You want to look at the debt. Grubhub has very low debt. You can, you know, if you're going to try to compare, and if you're trying to compare Grubhub with another stock that's not in the same sector, that's probably not the way to do it because you need to compare stocks with oranges to oranges, so sector to sector. So you can't like compare Grubhub with, you know, a drug company. Wouldn't make any sense. Okay, um, so you want to compare Grubhub with the internet internet kind of companies. It provides online mobile platforms for takeout orders and serving restaurants across the U.S. You got yeah. You want to compare apples to apples. Okay, so that's what other things you look at. Debt is very important, especially high tech companies. They should not be too much debt because they they really shouldn't. But Grubhub doesn't. So. I don't know what other company you want to compare it, but you know, try to stay with apples to apples and oranges to oranges. And and, and if you can't do that, that's okay. Just make compare the company you're looking at with its industry. Okay, compare Grubhub with its industry. Is how's it look compared to other stocks and doing the same thing? And that'll tell you if it's too expensive or it's growing really fast or the whole the whole industry is doing well. You know that those kinds of things. I wish it was. I wish you could just give you a list of things. This is what you look at, and every time that you follow this little recipe, it's going to work. It, it, the stock market does not work that way. It's never worked that way, so it won't work that way <laughs> because there's a lot of a lot of emotion, fear and greed. There's a lot of uh, 
outside factors other than just the numbers? On a short-term basis, the stock market can act like a spoiled child and throw fits and do everything. Long-term basis, it's very rational based on earnings. This is Invest Talk, and I'm Steve Peasley. The year seems to be moving pretty fast, as it does every time. It seems like it goes faster as you get older. And for you young people, you'll notice that. You will. Trust me on this. So, we will have about 10 minutes left, everybody, in the program. And you can get your questions in now. 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk. Fund managers say they are pessimistic about the economy. And during January, professional investors took their highest cash positions in 10 years. That story tomorrow. But now, Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to BJ in Fremont. How you doing, BJ? I'm good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. And my today's question is uh, related to S&P 500. Uh, at this point, uh-huh. uh, earnings coming a little bit under pressure. We have seen the quarter, uh, first quarter uh, majority of the earnings. What do you think mm-hmm. going forward for rest of the year, S&P growth will be? I'm thinking of investing in SPY. Uh, uh-huh. Is it a good idea at this point, or if I should uh-huh. wait? I'm going to say no. There is some. I think you should wait, BJ. I think you should wait. I I think what you've seen, you've seen all the good news come out. I mean, a lot of good news is come out. Um, and the market reacted. Remember, it had that really terrible December, then a really great January. So it's made a really big comeback. I think you're gonna. It's going to be a volatile year, and if you, I think you do. You can do a lot better when you buy it when it goes down. When the S and P goes down, let's say you know, you know, let's say the the trade war with China, if that gets resolved, the market's probably going to go up. But it's already up, so I don't think it's going to go up that much. But let's say though, it drags on for several more months. The market at some point is going to going to go down and dip. And I think that would be a better place to buy. I think it's going to be a year where there's a lot of up and downs and you want to buy on the dips. Just buy it on the dips. Uh, Don't buy it at the tops. Yeah. On the related side, uh, between SMP and QQQ, which is a NASDAQ Mm -hmm. uh, equivalent, right? uh, what one should have the ratio in one of the portfolio, in your portfolio? Okay, the S&P 500 would be considered less volatile than the QQQs, which is the NASDAQ, which is full of tech stocks. So the NASDAQ will go up higher, but when it corrects, it'll go down faster. Now, the S&P will go up and go down too, but it would be probably at a lesser pace. So there's not, you know, it depends. If you have a longer 30, 40 years old and you're going to be in the market the next 20, 30 years, you can have more of the cues because you can handle, you should be able to handle mentally the downs and ups, but the cues will have a better return, but it'd be more risky in your polio than the S&P 500. Now, if you really were nervous, you would have the Dow 
also because it's the 30 largest stocks. So you know they're not going under and they're not going to, it's the dividends you're probably going to live on and they're not going to go up that much, but they're pretty solid, pretty, whereas the S&P 500, a lot of, that's the 500 largest companies, but company number 450 is not going to be that big. You know, the last 100 companies are not going to be that big. So they're not as safe. But then again, they might have higher growth. See, it's that kind of balancing act, BJ. So if you're young, you'll lean on the higher growth type stocks. And that would be the Qs. If you're middle age, you know, it's up to you. It depends on how risky you want to be. Good question, though, BJ. Thanks for the call. I thank you very much. Okay, Chicago Financial Advisor stole at least $65 million over a 10-year crime spree. And this is the feds caught up with them, okay? Okay, what, what happened is most of the money he stole was from one client. 12 years ago, a Chicago banking tycoon, Roger Weston, sold his family bank and retired at age 64. He had $200 million. He placed that money with a money manager. This money manager, and this guy allegedly did his due diligence. He interviewed a money manager, but he's picked his long-term CPA. You want? Let me tell you where he went wrong and how he should have been able to avoid this easily. But as a banker, he wasn't very smart about it. And that is... Because he's his, his long-term accountant, and now he now he's his money manager, he gave him authority in, uh, to buy, power of attorney to invest his money, and authority to trade in public uh, IPOs and other kinds of things without his without the owner's permission. He gave him here here write whatever checks you want for whatever you want. That was stupid. You can avoid that, people. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. And I thank you for your loyal support and questions, and have a great evening, everybody. And I will be back tomorrow, so have a good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein, chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.